everyone, happy new year and welcome back to Nerd of the Third Power, your one-stop shop for all things nerdy and awesome. I am your host and master of ceremonies, Dr. Gonzo. With me as always in this epic quest of awesomeness is our resident anime goddess, the one, the only, the beautiful, the cat. Cat, how are you doing? I, I'm alive. I'm alive. Um, for those who don't know, while we were on our break, I broke my foot. Um, and I have been in just so much pain for... You know, like a month and a half now. Actually, more like two months. Yeah, it's good times. It's good times. Okay. And in our other co-pilot's chair is our resident English person, Skyblaze. Skyblaze, how are you doing? Um, I, I would say I'm a bit better than Kat. I, I did go to London for New Year and come back with a throat infection, but uh, other than that, I'm okay. Oh, wow, we're just the walking wounded. <laughs> Okay. I know, right? <laughs> Brian, what what injury or ailment is afflicting afflicting you on this day? Well, as of right now, nothing. Thank goodness. Um, I feel bad for saying that. I'm the healthy one. Um, that will change tomorrow. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. We need him. He's our editor. Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> okay, how was everybody's holiday? I it broke my good. foot. <laughs> Any, anybody get or do anything cool for uh, for Christmas or New Year's? I got um, kicked off a broken plane. Okay. <laughs> My air travel during the holidays was awful. Uh, okay, care to uh, uh, elaborate? Basically, no, I, got onto a, yeah, <laughs> I got onto a broke. <laughs> I got onto a plane in Atlanta. They said, "All right, we had a little bit of maintenance is- maintenance issues. We'll be about thirty minutes." We're like, "Okay." 30 minutes go by, the, the pl- pilot says, the plane is broken, I need everyone to get off. Well, uh, at, at least they discovered that it was broken before you got into the air, when it could really be a problem. I mean, obviously, that is the silver lining of the whole story. But I think what happened then later was the more amazing part. I think we stole a plane. <laughs> what? <laughs> Please explain. We, went, we were told to go to the end of the terminal that we were currently in. And then a plane came in from New Orleans, and it was apparently the last flight of said plane. So everyone got off of this flight. Then our pilots and our uh, flight attendants and the people for us on this flight went over to the area and went, all right, everyone, get on, without really explaining what was happening. I was like, are we just stealing this plane? <laughs> now, I, I, I have to ask, because I've had my own travel nightmares over, the, over this past year, what airline were you flying with? Oh, you love it. It was the one, the only, the Delta. I fucking knew it! (laughs) (laughs) This is what you get when you pay really, really low airfare? Shit. Is this better or worse than the time I was uh, on uh, Egyptian Airlines and a guy in overalls came down the aisle of the airplane, pulled open a panel, whacked something a few times with a wrench, (laughs) closed the panel again, and buggered off? That's we amazing. Sat, we were all, we, while we were all sat there on the plane, and we were all looking at each other going, are we going to die? <laughs> the answer was yes, but here yeah, you are. Your, your story is better only because there, you had the fear as you continued into the air. Ours was like, nah, screw this, just to kick him off. We'll steal a plane. So what could possibly in, go wrong? In terms of theft, uh, when you steal a plane, is that's not like Grand Theft Auto. Is that like Grand Theft Aviation or what? <laughs> Genuinely I curious. I don't know at this point. 
I made it home. I know that much for sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think I think technically it's hijacking. <laughs> All right, Cat. How was your holiday? <laughs> she broke her foot. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else I can say other than I broke my foot. Okay. Um. Um, no, it was it was good. I mean, it it just sucks trying to do the holidays with an injury because you kind of like can't do as much or really go too many places. So it's been kind of frustrating. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really know else what to say. Uh, you know, I'm like getting too old to get really cool Christmas presents from my parents. Uh, my parents helped me pay some of my bills. That was the best I could do. Okay, Skyblaze, what about you? How was your holiday? Uh, it was good. Um, during the break, I um, started working for Radio Sega, for those who don't know already. So that was good. Cool, cool. Congratulations. Uh, I've been, I've been ha- yeah, I've been having a really good time with them. They're really nice guys. Uh, Wednesday night, 10 p.m. UK time is uh, when I do my broadcast. Shameless plug. <laughs> uh, also, my parents gave me a £1,000 for me and my husband to go on holiday this year so oh sweet that was nice okay yeah all right well uh it looks like for once i win the holiday lottery uh i got to go to disney world and universal for uh christmas <laughs> so jealous uh Such an my my just rub it in go on my well my sister uh last not not this christmas that just passed but the christmas before uh surprised us all by announcing that she had saved up a bunch of money to take us all to disney world and universal so she foot foot footed the bill for uh, this trip, so um, yeah, way to put pressure on the rest of us for Christmas gifts, Carrie. Thanks. Damn, Carrie. <laughs> it's like you know, so yeah, we we got to beat that. Um, but no, it was it was a great trip. Uh, we spent the first two days in Universal and uh, had a lot of had a lot of fun there. And I absolutely like. I wish you guys could have seen it. I absolutely lost my mind at one point. At two points. The first point was uh, they have that Transformers the Ride thing there now, and uh, every every twenty minutes or every twenty minutes they bring you know they have a, a a thing next to the ride where you can get your picture taken with different Transformers. And uh, I happened to luck out and uh, went, luck out one time when we were just coming out of when we went on the ride and Optimus Prime was there. Oh. And like, did you, did you turn into a five year old child? <laughs> Uh, I, I did, and dude, it's like, I, I, my sister told me about this, but, like, I didn't believe her, but, like, because, like, I, you know, I thought it was just, like, a stupid guy, you know, guy in a, in, a, in a rubber suit or something, but, like, and that's that's what it turned out to be, a guy in a suit, but, dude, these suits are, like, like the most elaborate things I've ever seen, they're, like, eight feet tall, the eyes and, and diodes on the, the chest light up, uh, they've actually got voice modulators in there, so whenever the guy inside the suit speaks, he sounds like whatever character he's wearing. So, <laughs> so I got to I got to have Optimus Prime look at me, and go, "What are you waiting for, kid? Come here." <laughs> Just... Actually, um, and and this is this is probably true. I don't know if they have a, a voice modulator, but I went to Disneyland um, right before Halloween because I have a bunch of friends who work there. So I got in free, which was amazing. Um, and I got to meet their Darth Vader. And what they actually have for Darth Vader, and they could have for the Transformers, is a set of pre-recorded lines. And they're actually, like, motion-activated. So, like, when Darth Vader makes a certain gesture, it activates a certain line to play. Really? Yeah, it's totally cool. It's crazy technology. Well, the other the other time I went nuts uh, at Universal was we were we were doing our shopping because it was our last day there, 
and uh, the fucking DeLorean from Back to the Future drives past me, pulls over, and uh, a guy dresses Doc Brown gets out of the car, and I just, like, I, I went completely nuts. I got my picture taken with Doc Brown, I got, I got pictures of the DeLorean, I got pictures of the inside, and, like... You know, and my mom, you know, of course, you know, she's a mother hen. She comes up to the Doc Brown and is like, oh, he's been in love with this car since he was, like, knee-high. This is his favorite movie when he was four. And I was like, I was too busy <laughs> geeking out over this thing to even care. So, um, but yeah, we, 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 did, we did Universal for two days. We saw Harry Potter World, which I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't too impressed with. Mostly because it was fucking crowded. Like... I, like aside from when we did New Year's Eve at Magic Kingdom, I've never seen a mass of humanity this thick. Like you could barely move. You, you spent like the worst possible time to go. Well, d- don't look seriously. At, the holidays. Hey, don't look at me. I'm not the one who booked this. Uh, and the other reason was I wasn't allowed to go on on one of the rides, like Harry Potter and the the Forbidden whatever, because uh, I couldn't fit into the seat. They have a thing there as you're in line where you've got to sit in it and they've got to bring the harness down. And if you if you can't lock the harness on this test seat, you can't go on the ride. Well, you know, I've made no secret of the fact that, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a big beefy dude. So, like, I can barely fit in the seat to begin with. But then when they bring the harness down, it got it got stuck uh, on it, it wedging my arms between the harness and the wall of the test seat. So I couldn't go on the ride. So I got to... Wait out and lo- wait out on the exit line while everybody else got to go on it. So that pissed me off a little bit. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, yeah, and, I, and then you know, you know, Harry Potter and the Secret Whatever was always my favorite book. <laughs> but um, uh, I I was on a uh, there's a ride at Al- uh, Alton Towers called the Smiler, um, which has a a harness that comes down and like locks over your thighs. And uh, there's like 14 loops on the damn thing, and the G-forces are completely mental. Um, both times I've been on it, I've come off with the harness having caused bruises on my thighs. Oh God! But yeah. But uh, but my brother, my little brother Wilson, I think got uh, the, the the prize for coolest moment. They have a a meet meet a Velociraptor thing there. <laughs> Where uh, you know it's 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 a it, is he dead now? No, but it it's it. I mean it's it's a guy that it's a guy that's working like a mechanical raptor. Um, but I mean the thing about Universal and Disney is like you go there, you know it's all fake as fuck, but you're a believer anyway. And I got it, it, apparently uh, the thing wouldn't stop trying to take a nip at him, trying to pull his hat off his head. <laughs> That's awesome. So, and then we spent four days at Disney World. Um, I'll tell you about uh, what we did at Disney Disney Hollywood, because that ties in with our topic this week. Uh, But we did New Year's Eve at Magic Kingdom, which was amazing, except for the fact that, again, fucking crowded. Like, I've been to Times Square on New Year's Eve. I've been there for the rockin' New Year's Eve thing, and... I the, 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 it was nowhere near as crowded as Magic Kingdom in front of Cinderella's Castle on New Year's Eve. It was fucking crazy. Uh, so we did that, and uh, like, uh, God bless Carrie, she went all fucking out on this. We did like a character dinner uh, at the Contemporary Resort, where like it's an all-you-can-eat buffet, and like Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy uh, will come out and say hello and meet you. So like, I got pictures of all of them. I've got video of when Minnie Mouse came by, and. Uh, you know, I was trying to take a picture like as a selfie, but Minnie kept on, you know, being a little diva, like straightening her eyelashes and her ears. So I just got a video of her just preening herself in front of the camera. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she decided to be, have a mother hen moment and uh, spoon feed Wilson some of his ice cream, which was great. 
Uh, oh, so Donald came by and said hello. I got a picture with him before I beat the hell out of him for not healing me in Kingdom Hearts. Uh, <laughs> that that would. Do you know how many people I've heard that sort of thing from? Where the fuck were you when I needed healing? That was for Chernabog, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a good time. Uh, we didn't spend a whole lot of time in Animal Kingdom uh, or in Epcot. Um, although, uh, I did make a point to go to the Japan store in Epcot, uh, and got some really cool stuff, including, uh, I found, I found something that, uh, I sent a picture to Kat, uh, Sailor Moon pantyhose. Because that's a thing. <laughs> so, um, but it was, yeah. Did, did, did I, did I tell you about the weirdest piece of merchandise I found at Alton Towers? No, what, what was this? <laughs> Alton Towers has a ride called Oblivion, uh, where you the entire kind of gimmick behind the ride is that there is a very close to vertical drop into a hole in the ground, and you are suspended there for, for however long the ride operators feel like dicking with you until you plummet to this hole. And the kind of slogan for the ride is don't look down. So imagine my surprise when we went into the ride shop for this particular ride and found that there were Oblivion branded condoms with the Don't Look Down slogan on the pack. What? Yep. Holy shit. See, I and see I, I this is this is how much of a, of a gamer nerd I am. I hear Oblivion brand condoms and I think Oblivion from the Elder Scrolls. So I just imagine a porn shot being being run by a Kajit. Kajit has wares if you have coin. <laughs> oh dear god. Uh, we are awful people. <laughs> yep. Uh, and so are the people that run Alton Towers apparently. I was going to say they're, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're in that same boat if they're just selling condoms because they think teehee this is funny. <laughs> but people will buy it because they'll think it's funny. Yep. So, um and like I said, I'll I'll tell you about uh what we did at Disney Hollywood because that ties into our discussion topic this week, which is a sort of a status report of uh what Disney has been doing with Star Wars now that they've acquired it, uh including sort of a mini review of Rogue One, uh which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but first, uh, there's a little bit of housekeeping that we've got to get in order. Uh, we're not doing Ask a Geek this week because this is something else that we've got to we've got you know we got to we got to give an explanation. We've also got to make a couple of announcements. Uh, first, the explanation. Uh, it's it's been no real secret that we've been radio silent uh, for the last few months, uh, and the reason for that is we, pure and simple, we just burned ourselves out last year. We just went too too long and too fast without any kind of break or any kind of time to stop and catch our breath. And we just wound up burning ourselves out. Uh, we were putting out uh, show topics that we, we weren't 100% proud of. Um, and, you know, things kind of came to a head in September. And we decided, okay, you know what, if there's any chance that this is going to continue, then we need to stop, take a breath, recharge our batteries, and, you know, take some time and, and, and basically rejuvenate ourselves so that we can come back fresh as daisies and produce a better show so that was one that was one of the reasons why we took the break that we did the other reason is we have talked for years about starting our own website uh we had a guy who was who was helping us build it uh he you know wound up not being able to to really do it because of things outside of outside of the podcast you know things in his in his personal professional life um you know and you know, we weren't able to get anybody else for the longest time because, you know, we just 
couldn't afford to pay it. Uh, but now that I'm, I'm working a job that pays me decent, I can actually afford to uh, pay somebody to do some web design for us. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, we actually uh, signed a deal with uh, a guy named Steve, who he did the web design for a friend of the show, Mike Dodd's uh, This Week in Geek website, along with uh, a couple of other websites. And uh, he is actually, as we speak, building our website for us. Uh, so, you know, that was one of the reasons we took the breakthrough did was to kind of just come up with ideas for things we wanted to do with the website and how we kind of how we wanted to go and you know find our webmaster and just finally put hammers to you know hammer to nail on this thing so um you know it, within the next few weeks he's going to be working on the website building up we're going to be coming up with ideas for content that we want to do for the website uh stuff beyond just the podcast uh, we're gonna be Steve's gonna help us get on a bunch of different podcatchers, uh, so that we're not just limited to YouTube. Uh, no real word on whether or not we're gonna be going back to iTunes because they kind of fucked us last time. So, but there are you know we're gonna have an RSS feed. We're gonna have you know a bunch of different podcatcher services that we're gonna be on, and you know help us expand our reach uh, for the show. So we're I, I don't you know I'm really excited about what the future holds for us. I'd like to think that everybody else is excited, so hopefully you will be excited with us and uh, and and join us on yeah, uh, this yeah, this yeah, next they, they, chapter. Of our no show. lie, Brian Brian was the one who kind of who kind of blasted me for the the he he was the, the 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 spark that lit the powder keg. So yeah, thank thank Brian for that. <laughs> there, there was there was the kind of like Monty Python get on with it going on. Get on with it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. I think for the um, of I've been cooking up ideas and stuff I'd like to do. Um, you know, so we're so uh, you're going to see sort of a change in pace on how we put out episodes. Um, we're not going to be doing you know continuous continuous shows. We're going to be taking breaks every you know couple of weeks or so to just stop and recharge our batteries and rest so we don't burn ourselves out again. Um, and we're going to be quality, quality, not quantity, ladies and yeah. So, but hopefully that means you'll get better shows. So, you know. Hopefully. We make no promises. We know. We know yeah. less. Uh, we, we, we make no, we, we still haven't found John. So, you know, we, 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 we're doing the best we can with what we got. So, <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. So, there's that. So, that's sort of why we have been gone uh, over the holidays. And, um, yeah, but we're back, and we're, you know, batteries refreshed, rejuvenated, we're ready to go and start pulling the trigger on this thing, so we hope that you'll join us on this journey. All right, and now that I've wasted enough time with, uh, you know, talking, bragging about my vacation and, uh, and housekeeping business, let's jump right into our discussion topic, which is a status report on Disney and Star Wars. Uh, I believe it's four years now that Disney has owned Lucasfilm. And uh, we're starting to see... Holy shit, has it actually been four years? Yes, I, 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 I believe it was actually uh, the last election year that uh, they, the Disney purchased Lucasfilm. So, a full presidential term. It feels like it's been longer. It feels like it's been shorter. I don't know. Like, maybe just because one of the reasons I sort of time brought this up... Time is and space is bendable. <laughs> yeah, it's this... Wibbly, wobbly, you know, like, timey, this is the first year so we had a back-to-back Star Wars movies. You know, we had Force Awakens last december and then rogue one right afterwards so i don't know maybe just it feels faster it could be that we're all just old <laughs> mm, that could be <laughs> well but uh yeah we're starting to see disney really going full tilt with star wars 
Uh, so we want to kind of take a look back over the last couple of years and uh, see, you know, kind of what they've done with it and uh, how we feel about this uh, this new universe that they're building. Uh, and I can tell you, at uh, Disney Hollywood, uh, they're going full fucking tilt in the parks. Uh, the, the, the first day that we were at Disney, uh, we went to uh, Disney Hollywood. Uh, my sister's rationale was that me and Wilson being such Star Wars freaks, there was no way they would get us to sit still for anything else in Disney World unless we did this first and got it out of our system. And um, it was like every, every 30 minutes or so, they have a parade that runs up Main Street on Disney Hollywood um, they've got two. One is the March of the First Order, where they've got Captain Phasma and a, a, a platoon of First Order stormtroopers come up the the main street. They march up to the the main stage in front of the Chinese theater, and then they do some some marching maneuvers, get up in in your face, and you know, you know, have you have you seen any resistance members? We will find you out if you're a traitor. Uh, and then the other one was. Uh, I can't, oh god, I can't remember exactly what the name of it was, but it was basically uh, it was it was a, a sort of a, a fireworks show, fireworks slash stunt show, where they have characters from all across the saga come out onto the stage, and you take pictures, and they say some lines, and music's playing, and all that. And then um, at night, before they close down the park, they have this, and I got it on video. If I can figure out a way to get it onto Facebook, or I may just put it up on YouTube and post it there. They had this huge, like twenty minute long fireworks and laser light show set to the music where they they show like you know clips and artwork from the films and it's just it's 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 it was, it was most it was honestly the most awesome thing i'd seen in the, the the whole trip what i'll probably do is i'll probably post the, upload the video up to our youtube and uh share it up on our facebook so you can take a look at it but it's it's something else and they have a uh they have what's called the death star launch bay where they've actually got props from all the different movies there for you to walk through and see, and you can get your picture taken with uh, different characters depending on the day. When we were there, they had Kylo Ren and uh, Chewbacca, uh, so we got our pictures taken with them. And then um, <laughs> we went absolutely nuts at the gift shop. And Wilson, you'll, you'll, you guys will like this. He bought, they sold uh, Imperial Officers caps, you know, the, 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 the green ones with the silver thing on the forehead. Yeah, those are absurdly yeah. expensive. Yeah, he bought one of those. It was it, it, it wasn't too expensive. It was only like thirty bucks, but he, he bought it. And he he put it on, and then uh, you know they had a they had a couple. Of, there were a couple of first order stormtroopers walking around, and he goes up to him, stands in their path, and shouts, "Troopers, stand to attention!" And they fucking did it. Oh <laughs> they stopped God. and they saluted him. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they're like at, at Disney and stuff. They are pros. And I'm not just saying this because my friends all work at Disney, but like they, they are seasoned pros at improvising with the the audience, especially with kids. It's so great. yeah, and um, and I I can confirm that they do have a build your own lightsaber station in one of the gift shops. However, it is for plastic toy lightsabers and not dual ready steel ones. So I'm gonna have to what? go to Saber Forge for mine. But they've also got a build your own droid station where you can build like a little toy art astromech droid. And you could put, like, little Mickey Mouse ears on them, like the, the mouse ears hats. <laughs> so I built one, and I'm going to name it M1CK3YM0U5E. <laughs> because, of course, you fucking are. Yeah. It's a fucking mouthful, that is. Yeah. But, um, oh, my God. Like we, like I said, we went nuts at the gift shop. I, got, uh, I bought a replica of the medal that Luke and Han get awarded at the end of Episode 4. Oh, my God, you nerd. Yeah, I got... Uh, <laughs> 
I got a one six scale Darth Vader statue costing like three costing like three hundred bucks. Jesus. But like this is how, this look they know their audience over. There. This is how fucking evil Disney marketing is. They know their fucking audience over there. They had next to the door of this gift shop a scale wearable movie accurate Darth Vader helmet. And it's six hundred and seventy five dollars. And I went down to Disney with like fifteen hundred. Like I'd saved th- like the whole year for this trip, so I could have afforded this if I wanted to just blow my whole wad at once. But they've got it right next to the door, so you see this thing anytime you walk in or out of the store. So every time I I, I walk past this thing, I was like, Oh God, Jesus, take the wheel, save me from myself. Yeah, when I went to Disneyland, it was it was excruciating because I had saved up some money. But uh, I, I went as a cheap vacation because I stayed at my friend's place and got into Disney for free. So I basically spent very little money and I was trying to be cheap. And I was like, oh, God, I had this crisis where I wanted everything. So I didn't want to buy anything. Uh, yeah, it's like. But, it... but I got my friend's discount and bought some shit. <laughs> so as you're wont to do. I have this problem whenever I'm working at MCM Expo. It's like, uh, if I earn over a certain amount, then I can have a thing. And then I have to pick which a thing I want. Um, last time it ended up being a um, a messenger bag shaped like a Dreamcast. Nice. It's brilliant. I love that bag. So, but yeah, like I said, I mean, like, and the thing is, is like, this is all stuff that they just added in, like, the last year, and there's more to come, so, like, it's clear when you see all the stuff that they're doing at Disney Hollywood Studios, uh, that Star Wars, right, it's clear that they're gonna go full ham on this at, at the parks. Is, uh, is Disney World getting a Star Wars land, like Disneyland is? D- it's already there. This, this is Disney World that we went to. In Florida. No, but I, I mean, like, they, like, I know Disneyland is getting a whole big built-up area, and it's going to be, like, Tatooine, and they're going to have a cantina and stuff like that. I'm I'm sure eventually, because like I said, they, I, I, I talked to one of the the, the employees there uh, while I was waiting for, you know, everyone else to get on a, it's a small world, get off of a, not it's a small world, what's the one that's over there in Hollywood? The, oh, the great, the great American movie ride. Um, which the first we went on twice this year because the first time Wilson was waiting to do some some do the star tours, so we went on it. But then he went on again, and uh, you know th- this time my sis- my sister actually managed to make it through the alien section without wetting herself. So yay, she's almost thirty. <laughs> but um, you know he said no, they've got plans to put a whole bunch of of other Star Wars stuff into the park eventually. Like, what's in there now is just the tip of the iceberg. So I honestly wouldn't be surprised if, like, if like if within the next couple of years we see Disney Hollywood Studios just transform into a Star Wars land. Because at Disneyland, they're actually, like, there's a huge chunk of land that's been bulldozed and it's currently under construction to build, a, you know, a separate area that's going to all be Star Wars. And it's... And it's going to be fantastic when it's all together. And I'm really, really excited for I'm that. I'm just going to sit over years. here. I'm just going to sit over here and cry. Oh, poor, poor Skyblade. Because I've never been to a Disney park. Because the closest one is in the fucking south of France. And it's really expensive. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not cheap over here. Trust me. Oh, you want you want you want to hear something? You want to hear something heartbreaking? This is actually this is actually the second time that my brother had been to Disney World. Uh, but the first time he went, he hadn't been allowed to go on any of the rides. His mom, his mom had just taken him, and they just like went walking around and did shopping. Like he never went on any of the rides. And he was, what? and he was like, 
And he was like, that's what we said. And he was like six years old at the time. So we're like, oh, no, no. You, you, you that's just bad you parenting. You don't do that to someone. That's just cruel and unusual. So we're like, oh, no, you're, 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 you're coming with us now. This is his birth mother that, uh, that did this. This, is, this wasn't with us. So he's like, oh, no, you're coming with us. We're going to do this shit right. We're going on everything. So, like, I got, like, a list of all the stuff he wanted to do and made sure that we went on all of it. So I took him on the, the Transformers ride, the Jurassic Park ride. We pretty much went full ham on Star Wars. So, no, he had a blast this time around. It was great. But, no, yeah. back on... This was my first time going to Disneyland, and I'm 31 years old, so... <laughs> it's never too late to fucking blow all of your money that you've ever made, ever. You know, <laughs> maybe... Yeah, I'm... I'm... I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 34 this year and I've never been to a Disney park. Well, maybe maybe we'll start a Patreon. Send Nerd of the Third Power to Disney World. We'll do like a week. Oh, <laughs> we'll, you've been to like Egypt and shit. Yeah, you've been I to know, other countries. You've, you've been you've been to to, to, to Egypt and and Thailand and and all these other fun stuff. I've not Let, been to Thailand. I've been to Tunisia. Tunisia. Get it right. Whatever. Bless you. you. <laughs> Egypt, Turkey, Tunisia, Greece. Yeah. That sort of thing. It's it's it it it's our, it's our turn to lead interesting lives now. <laughs> Doesn't mean Shit, I, I better can't get on be that. jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, no, putting the putting the train back on the tracks like it's clear Disney's going full ham on this. And like I said, we like Brian mentioned, we've now had 2 years back to back where we've had a Star Wars movie and we've got another one coming out. Uh we've we've got coming out is it is it episode 7 that's coming out? Excuse me, episode 8, eight that's coming out this December. Or is it a- yeah, so the the, re- the reason they do it now, it's it's main trilogy movie or main saga movie. I don't know sure exactly how they call it now. Side movie or standalone movie, then back to uh, main movie. So they're alternating years with that. So the next movie, side movie, they should be getting started filming here pretty soon. This year, which would then come out probably next December. Yeah, so like... So the, the the question that we're asking is is are are we getting I guess too much of a good thing here, um, or is, is is do we think that Disney is kind of taking care of their 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 new baby or kind of just you know running roughshod? Uh, I can tell you there's there's still some things with this new canon that I'm not totally thrilled with things that I wish that they had brought in from the old canon. Um, although I will say I fucking busted a nut when I discovered that they brought uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn into Star Wars Rebels. I was like, yes, I have to watch this show now because Thrawn is like my favorite expanded universe character ever. And he's also getting a book come I think April. Oh yes. Oh god. Mm, my twelve thirty time is going to get interesting. <laughs> and and well, that's kind of why I won. I was sort of brought this up because I remember like after the prequel sort of came out, we had like. We had Star Wars. It never really went away. We still had it. We had, you know, the Clone Wars cartoon. Um, we had books coming out. Dark Horse still producing comics. Um, I think we had we had the MMO of Knights of the Old Republic. So we, there was just enough, I think, to sort of keep Star Wars' name out there. But there wasn't anything. It wasn't a big push or anything like that. We, maybe there was some talks of a new movie. And then, you know, Disney. There wasn't anything mainstream. Right. There was nothing mainstream. And Disney buys it. And says, all right, now we'll be nothing but mainstream. Like, we have a cartoon show that connects to the movies. We have a whole slew of new canon books that are coming out. Marvel comic books coming out. I think the only thing they haven't uh, pushed forward is uh, a, a solid video game lineup. We got Battlefront, which I enjoyed, but I know a lot of people said there could have been more, which I agree with as well, but I still enjoyed it because it was Star Wars, you know? Well, uh, we've got, we've got, we, got the, we got the new Battlefield. 
We got Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens. Um, there's rumor that there is going to be a VR, uh, a VR uh, X-Wing style game. I haven't heard anything concrete, but uh, yeah, if that comes out, then uh, my money on my Oculus Rift will have been well spent. I know a thing, and I'm not allowed to tell you. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> You've contributed nothing. <laughs> Sorry. Then, then what? I, I then... know. I, I know. I know a thing about the VR thing. I know. I can't tell you. Well, then what good are you? I... Then what good are you? Back into the cabinet with you. <laughs> Uh, Jesus, I I guess we got rid of the pain glove on the when we went on. uh, Well, there it it needs. I think it's under repair. Yeah, it it needs to be cleaned. Um, I I think we forgot that John was in there when we left. So um, yeah, but um, uh, I will say that um, that one thing that really warms the cockles of my heart, they haven't abandoned the stuff that's been previously released. Uh, over the last year, there has just been an explosion of uh, the old Star Wars games being released on Steam and on good old games. Like over the over the holidays, over the, the winter sale on Steam, you can get like just about every Star Wars game ever released uh, for PC in a package for like twenty bucks. So they're they're definitely keeping the old games around. Uh, which was something that I was afraid of. That once they bought the property, they're gonna be like, "No, anything done by Lucas Arts is not coming. You're not gonna have access to anymore." So there's there's definitely still a lot of of gaming material out there. Um, as far as what's coming coming forward, um, like I said, I, I we got Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens. We got uh, the Battlefield game. There's apparently a VR thing that Skyblaze won't tell us about that she taunts us with. There's also apparently there's rumors of a new um, sit-down arcade game similar to the Transformers yep. one. There's going to be another another one. Oh, another one. Okay, I was like, I, I've yeah, played it. That a, David a, 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 yeah, a sequel to the to that. Oh, speak, okay. speak, speak, speaking of sit-down arcade games. Random aside, in the hotel we were staying at, they had a sit-down Mario Kart arcade machine, which I never even knew existed. Oh yeah, they're around. And there's apparently there's, a sequel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's uh, there's sit down uh, arcade games for Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing as well. <laughs> so, but I don't know. Like I said, I'm still I'm still kind of like I'm I'm liking what's come out so far, but I'm still a little kind of ambivalent on. Maybe this is just because I grew up on the old canon. I'm still kind of a little ambivalent on the new canon. So I don't know. What do you guys think? What are your thoughts? I think a lot of the old canon was total fucking garbage and a lot of it really should have been should be jettisoned some of it was good but whether or not there was enough good things in it to justify the garbage that would have come along with it my big question is cat how many times did you see rogue one um twice uh only because we're here right now and my theater is doing $5 Tuesdays, but we're recording on Tuesday right now. So if we would shut up on Tuesdays, I would go again. I was I, I followed your Facebook post, and I was like, did she see this movie six times? I think she saw this movie six times. No. Um, and by the way, if you think my Facebook's bad, you should see my Tumblr. I have a Tumblr that is solely dedicated to my love of Star Wars. Um, I don't have links for anybody because it is private. I don't want anybody to know how much I love Star Wars and the memes that I share and shit. But oh my god, I loved Rogue One. Can, can, can I just ask a question? 
does a, a mutual friend of ours, uh, who we both knew back at AACC, does she know about it? Nobody knows about my Star Wars Tumblr. I was about to say, if, if no one will. I was about to say, if if she found out about it, then uh, you could expect her to gloat. <laughs> no, I uh, no, I, I just have you know a nice little a little Tumblr where I go and I meet people who just want to share Star Wars memes and uh, and then I share them with my roommate. I go look at this funny thing and then we laugh and then I'm done. <laughs> The only reason I sort of ask is when you bring up like the new canon. This is this movie is uh, definitely one of the more new canon things that came out besides a lot of the new canon books, because this is the brand new version of how they stole the Death Star plans. And I'm while I liked I liked Rogue One a lot. I actually had to see it twice because I sort of got blindsided the first time by uh, I would say cameos both cool and gratuitous. Uh, by the time I saw the second time, I was like, no, I still really enjoy this. My my only thing was that I felt like it was too connected to A New Hope. Like, I understand there's the movie about stealing the Death Star plans, but the final scenes going into it, I was like, holy shit, this is literally like I'm expecting the crawl of A New Hope to start now. <laughs> See, I enjoyed it because I realized about halfway through that I was basically watching uh, the first the first mission of Dark Forces, uh made into a film and that was that that caused me to really geek out um but anyway uh so i I guess this is where we start into our our mini review of rogue one uh so actually i wanted to comment something on to brian's uh how much it was just too connected i really think like it literally led into a new hope so that people would shut the fuck up about asking when does this movie take place because for some reason, even though it's been stated over and over that that was the plot of the movie was to steal the Death Star plans, people still didn't understand when it took place. So I think they were like, hey, you think if we put the whole beginning of A New Hope into this film, people will stop asking when it takes place? <laughs> There's always one asshole who's like, so when is this take? You shut up. <laughs> All right. This is the great thing about Doctor Who fandom, because we just go, time travel, fuck off. <laughs> All right, well, I guess that leads us into our mini-review of uh, Rogue One. So uh, we're not really going to go over the plot because we've already gone over it. But uh, let's talk about uh, some of our, our favorite moments of the film. Uh, and I'm going to just go start off right off the bat. Vader is savage as fuck in this movie. Vader makes a pun. Vader makes a pun. Vader makes a pun. That, from what I understand, is the most Anakin thing he could have done. Like, if you want to know when he truly became Vader from when he was Anakin, it's when Anakin made that pun, and then everything after is Vader. <laughs> Seriously, like... That was that was the last gasp of, uh, of his remaining humanity, though. <laughs> I don't know, Vader's always had a bit of a dark sense of humor. I remember Empire Strikes Back... Pain glove! Pain glove! Well... When he go, no, the one guy like screws up. Goes, I'm going to apologize to uh, Vader personally. And the next time you see this guy, he's choked apology to death. Accepted. And Vader goes, "Apology accepted." <laughs> You're right. That's hilarious. And but uh, now something I didn't like. I I didn't think that the director made a compelling villain because like. I, I, I couldn't get behind his motivation. Like, every other villain in the series, I want to conquer the galaxy. I want to turn my son evil. I want to be employee of the month. <laughs> now, the, the, it actually becomes deeply hilarious. Uh, my writing partner, Taranea, pointed this out to me uh, over New Year. Uh, she said it becomes deeply hilarious where every time he shows up, you imagine the film as being like, that guy is no good, very bad day. 
<laughs> yes. Because every time he shows up, he gets fucked over, uh, like, more and more and more as the film goes on. Until it's like, you know, right at the very end, it's like, right, I'm laying here, things cannot possibly get any fucking worse. Boom. Death Star, boom. <laughs> I actually fucking thought the, the movie would have been vastly improved if Ben Mendelsohn, who plays um, director Krennic, had actually used his natural Australian accent and had just behaved like a fucking Aussie the whole time. I think that would have made a much better movie because then he would have been even sassier. <laughs> I will say, um, using the Death Star at low power actually kind of took me a bit by surprise. Only because the only time we've seen the Death Star in Death Star 2 Fire, it's destroyed planets and destroyed major like ships. And kind of goes, ooh, and ah. But then they use like, all right, we're going to use it on the lowest setting to blow up this city. You're like, oh, oh. Oh. oh, that's really oh. bad. Shit. <laughs> yeah. And I don't understand how, like, the, the, the level of destruction that those cities, like, face, that's, that's like, a, a world-ending thing. Like, you're not destroying the whole planet, but you will wipe out all life on that planet. Mm. Yeah, that was, that, that... I, I like that we finally got to see, like, uh, to be on the on the the business end of the Death Star this time around, and actually see like the destruction that it could wreak, because um, it really I felt it, it 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 showed what the stakes were at this point in the Civil War. Because at this point, you know, the Rebel Alliance is just you know operating out of one tiny little base. They have maybe <laughs> twenty fighters. Uh, they 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 don't have much of a following. So it really showed how desperate a situation it was at this point in the saga. Uh, you know, I, I love the, the, the... Especially cons- considering that they they weren't that united either. There was clearly internal division and arguing about what their next step should be. Like, I think... And that, that actually kind of explains away why these, some of those characters don't show back up, because they fucking leave the Alliance. They're like, that thing sucks. We're not going to fight it. So the only people <laughs> you see left in New Hope are people like, we've got this. Like... We lost one of our motherships, but we got this. I hear there's a farm boy somewhere that can whine his way into destroying this thing. But, um, like, and, and you know, one of the things that I've heard people say is that, you know, this this doesn't feel like a, a Star Wars movie. And I would counter, it's, it's not really meant to feel like a Star Wars movie, because whereas the main series are space opera, this is a straight-up war movie. You've got mm-hmm. tanks and occupying forces going down city streets, children being jackbooted. It's, you know, it's a dark, depressing film. And I, I thought, at least, it was, it was a great illustrator of just how fucking awful life under the Empire was. I mean, for God's sakes, you know, can you imagine waking up every morning, looking up and seeing a fucking Star Destroyer hanging over your, your town? Which I think is fantastic, because in the original trilogy, we never really got a feel for how bad the Empire could be. I mean, like, yeah, they did bad stuff, and we're told that they're evil, and they blow up a planet, but otherwise we don't see a whole lot of them just being evil. And to see the actual effect of the Empire on the everyday person in small, rural, wherever, you know, I think it made a, a big difference in how we see the Empire as being evil. I mean, yeah, they killed a bunch of Jedi children, but what have they done lately? Yeah, and that wasn't really the Empire. That was just Anakin. <laughs> and there's just that asshole. And also, it brings, a, I think, a good point of the Rebel Alliance also 
even though it's fighting a good fight, it has its times and tendencies to go a bit on the dark side as well. Um, what's sort of weird, though, is uh, Saul Guerrero. Like, oh, my God. Kind of, like, I think one of the bigger things I was a lot of people were disappointed with is, like, well, he didn't really do a lot in the film. And this is where I feel like sometimes we might be drowned in Star Wars because to know him, you have to go back to the Clone Wars TV show where he debuted it. And then you have to watch the Rebels TV show where he shows back up. Then you watch Rogue One. You're like, oh, this guy's gone from a very bright-eyed, rebellious kind of guy fighting against oppression to I've done nothing but fight my entire fucking life. The Empire has just built the super god laser. I am done. It's like, I cannot. I have robot legs. I can't breathe. The fight is no longer mine to have. So you, girl, you go. And bring Donnie Yen with you. We're like, yay! You go, girl. <laughs> and then I'm in the back like, yay, Donnie Yen! <laughs> I think literally everybody was yay Donnie Yen watching that movie. Skyblaze, you're about to say I, something? I, I love him. It was one of the frustrations I had, because I, I haven't watched uh, much of the, the, the cartoon shows. Um, mostly for lack of time. Uh, one of the frustrations I had with Rogue One is like, how... What are these people's backstories? How did they get to the point where they are? I, I want to know more about them personally and, and like what happened to them. Why are they like the way that they are? And there was very little of that in there. There was there was kind of tiny hints and, and little bits and pieces. Uh, the, the blind wannabe Jedi guy whose name I've forgotten. Uh, I really liked him, and I want to know more about him and what happened to him, and it's not there. That And that's a very valid criticism of the film, is that you are in introduced to these characters, and like I said, I did enjoy them, and I did like them, and like I said, Donnie Yen, who I will admit, I do not remember his character name, despite the fact I own a Funko Pop of him now in my other room. Cherokee um, Way. Cherokee Way. Like, but Chirikin you don't way. you don't get a lot of it, other than, and, and a lot of it's because of other things you hear them saying oh these guys are the guardians of the wills and you go ooh, because that's something in you know expanded universe thing you're like oh i get it now but if you don't know that if you don't if you don't immerse yourself in it you're sort of stuck there going great why are you doing this again besides the story telling you to the, uh, the there's a, a comparison that i heard that I, I feel is pretty apt uh and it sort of illustrates how the, the, the character writing and the story writing were both great, but they weren't necessarily 100% in sync with each other. And that's that this movie was was saving Private Ryan with lasers. And, the you know, the, 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 the contrast is that, you know, saving Private Ryan, great movie, but it wasn't really about the characters. It was about the conflict that they were embroiled in. It wasn't really about the individuals. Whereas this movie kind of tried to have its cake and eat it too, where it, it its its main plot was centered around the conflict, but it also tried to make to tried to be about the characters as well. And I think it, it tried to have its cake and eat it too with this film. If that makes any sense. It, near, it nearly succeeded. It nearly worked. Because I, I certainly... I know, I know quite a lot of people who were moved to tears by the ending. Oh, well, I cried like a... Um, I cried I like sobbed for the last 30 minutes of the film, the, but that's uh, just the, me. The, 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 the um, I Am One With The Force, uh, that bit where oh. the guy is just doing that oh. death march, and it's like, wow, holy shit. 
I'm one with the force. And, and the force I, is with I me. do not cry at films, but I nearly did. Yeah, I was. I cry in every. I, I was. I, I was. I was a sobbing little bitch boy at the end of this movie. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I, um, it, it's even worse if you've read the book that it's based on because you get more of their insights as they're as they're all dying and you like you, you like Bodhi Rook became my favorite character character out of this. He was the pilot. I'm the pilot. Yeah, the pilot. Um, and you know betrayed the empire and and did all of this stuff. And his like dying thoughts are like, okay, I've done enough. And you're just like, oh. Oh god, because he's just like all this time working so hard for something, and he never knows when it's has he redeemed himself or not. I was surprisingly then... sad when the droid died. Oh I my was like, god, his but don't kill. Oh, they kill. Okay, all. so K 2s last thoughts. Apparently, I haven't read the book, but this is from what I understand. K 2s last thoughts was that he ran a simulation in his head of in which Cassian survived. And I'm like, that is the most depressing thing. Oh my god, the book is even more depressing. Remember taking notes from Blake 7? What the hell? (laughs) I will give credit to the film and actually the franchise, because I, when I was watching it, and it was sort of building up, I was like, are they they actually going to kill him? Because you... We're at a point now where, like, franchises are built even before movies are made. They're like, this should mm-hmm. be a franchise. So I was thinking, I was like, are we going to see, like, Rogue 2, the Battle of Hoth? Like, I was sort of like, are these characters sticking around? And then as the film progressed, I was like, oh, they're not staying. I'm, 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 oh, I'm telling you right no. I'm telling you right now, I've, I've seen the Battle of Hoth so many times from the, the film and the, and the video games. If they actually make a Battle of Hoth movie, that's it. I'm just punching my ticket on the whole Star Wars thing. Well, that, I mean, it's, it's, it was a joke, but I was, I was saying, like, are these going to just, you know, are they staying around? Is there going to be a miraculous survival of what they're going through? And then they didn't, and I said, oh, wow. Because then how do you explain these characters not showing up in the main trilogy? Now, uh, I, I, on, on less depressing notes, I will say that this film pre- presented itself very well. Uh, I loved seeing the old-school X-Wings back in combat. I love seeing that, and I love that we got to see... Uh, as I mentioned, Vader just being totally savage in this movie because, uh, you know, like we saw him be evil in uh, the original trilogy, but we never really saw him interact uh, with anybody outside of the Imperials and the and Skywalker. Uh, but we finally got to see in this film just how much of a threat by himself he is to the common Alliance soldiery. Like, I, I, ima- I imagine that if Vader actually took to the battlefield, he could like pretty much just whomp an entire enemy force single them into the ceilings. I'm not going to lie, I would have I squealed like a little child if we just had a scene of him just slamming a guy against the floor over and over and over again. <laughs> I, uh, I thought his combat scenes were actually really awesome because for me they sort of bridged the gap between the very different lightsaber fighting, Jedi fighting of the the originals and the prequels because let's face it like the original movies had lightsaber fights and they were basically duels and there was a couple of little somersaults here and there and then you get to the prequels and it's it's all leaping around it's all midair somersaults and and improbable crap that just looked so ridiculous at the time and i kind of felt like vader coming in and kind of kicking ass was a little more anakin than it was vader like it kind of just bridged those two for me 
it's how restrained it was with, uh, you know, just like show a minimum amount of effort required to just crush them. Yes. Imagine the guy on the other side of the door too. He's like, "Take this, why?" Oh Jesus! <laughs> but yeah, it's like it, it's like you really you really got a sense of like you know, and the way the, the way Vader does it, like he just dispatches. Like you really get a sense like this is this is just a regular work day for him. Like we finally get to see what Vader's day job is, and it's whomping ass. <laughs> It's also how, how everybody is just like, as soon as he shows up, they're like, fuck no, goodbye. <laughs> oh, so um, this was like a, a little thing just to add to <clears throat> the, the uh, how scary Vader is. But um, So there's a, a, a moment where Bodhi Rook, the pilot, meets Saw Gerrera. And Saw Gerrera takes that little breathing thing, his little breathing apparatus, and breathes out yeah. of it and you you just faintly hear the vader breathing sound mm. and bodhi looks horrified and it kind of gives me the impression that maybe he met vader yeah this is this is uh this is kind of ptsd triggers right here yeah like so like the possibility that he'd met vader and that's part of the reason why he wants to stop all this crap from happening because major ptsd from that now something that i'm kind of uh mixed uh mixed feelings on and that was uh the cgi peter cushing for governor tarkin like it it looked cool until you started looking and focusing on his mouth movements and then it just kind of broke the whole illusion it it became very uncanny valley for me like i don't know what what did you guys think of it um i think think it was sorry cat go on they would have been better off with wide shots um, the close-ups was where it got on Canny Valley for me, but I actually didn't feel the same way when Leia was on the screen, even though I know it was, like, the same thing. Um, but if they had just stuck with, like, you know, a couple of side shots or just not so close, but they were really like, hey, we animated some pores, let's show you that. Well, see... And that's where it got kind of weird. I, I think the reason why they didn't do wide shots is because they didn't want, want to run the risk of some asshole with a, a sense of history about him animating a pair of bunny slippers on Tarkin's feet. <laughs> I don't get the joke, but okay. Uh, when, 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 the, when Peter Cushing was filming the original trilo- his, his scenes in the original Star Wars, they couldn't find any, any boots that fit him or that he could wear comfortably, so he filmed all his scenes in slippers. <laughs> That's why you never see his feet. <laughs> uh, he Which had, is why he, he had, was always cool under pressure, I felt. <laughs> he, uh, the, the part of the problem was that when, when they did find uh, a lot of, when they did find boots, they were really stiff and they made a lot of noise that were picked up by the microphones. At least that's what uh, Michael Sheard told me and he worked with the guy, so I don't know. Who knows? Let me just pick up that name you dropped and hand it back. <laughs> Sorry, it was a friend. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I was friends with the guy who worked on Star Wars. Oh no, so I am going to use this for this conversation. <laughs> but anyway, you're, you're about to say something before that? Um, I didn't find it that bad. Uh, partially because it so nearly worked. Um, and the guy who was doing the voice was so good. So I imagine that there was probably some vocal manipulation going on, but it was so good, and he has such a distinct had such a distinctive voice, um, and such a distinctive face that it would have, no matter how good the technology is, it's going to be really really hard to do. But it came so close to working, and it's a known fact that Peter Cushing was a big fan of technology and was like, 
really keen to find out what it would do to the movie industry. So, and they did get his, his family's permission to do this, so I thought it was really cool. All right. Okay. Well, uh, so I guess just to, to, to wrap things up here, we'll give our, our final thoughts on the film. Uh, since it's getting ready to leave theaters, no real point on telling you uh, when you should wait to see it. Uh, or not, so uh, we'll just give our just our final general thoughts. So, uh, Kat, I'm going to start with you. Final thoughts on Rogue One. Um, I really loved it. I really loved the characters they created. I know they didn't get a lot of screen time or anything, and they didn't get to develop everybody, and you didn't get all the backstory you wanted, but I think it opened a door that we're going to see in um, maybe the Rebels cartoons, or we're going to get books or comics. We're almost certainly going to get comics. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the characters that they've created in other formats because obviously, rest in peace, literally the entire cast. Um, God, that it really did destroy me. Like, I really did cry for like 30 whole minutes in the theater. Like <laughs> the times that I watched it. Like the only, the only, the only thing that was missing was an aged up Matt Damon telling his wife, "Tell me I'm a good man," <laughs> and it literally would have been saving Private Ryan. <laughs> oh God, it was just so except sad. Ryan didn't get saved. <laughs> saving private Leia. I don't know. <laughs> she made it out alive. Um, um, yeah, it was, it was such a great movie. I really enjoyed it. I, I hope everybody else enjoyed it too. I, I get where people are coming from when they have problems with the film, but I can't help it. I'm such a sucker for star Wars. Um, and I thought all the actors were just fantastic. <laughs> Leia, Leia made it out alive. Ah, uh, now I'm sad. Yeah. Uh, uh, Skyblaze, what about you? What did you think? Um, I thought it was very good. I thought the the battle sequences were beautifully done. I thought it gave us a real insight to how awful living under the Empire was. But it does frustrate me that they're they made all of these like interesting, compelling characters who I really want to know more about and then didn't tell us about them. That that was a bit frustrating to me, possibly because I, I I am I am kind of of that kind of writing background. I was like, tell me more about these people. Oh oh oh, they're all dead. Oh oh, oh. shit, <laughs> bugger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brian, your thoughts. I like the film a lot. Um, I understand the criticisms behind it. But it, it sort of brought me to why this topic came up and kind of like why I thought about it. It's like the question of, you know, are we drowning in this new Star Wars? We kind of are. Yeah, we are kind of drowning. But then the second question come up is, well, do we care? Or do we are just happy because we have more Star Wars? And I'm sort of in that camp. Like, I'm really happy we have more Star Wars. As long as the quality stays, you know, uh, around the area uh, like we are now in that goodish to great quality, yeah, I'm glad that we're drowning in Star Wars. When, unfortunately, I feel like that's going to dip, um, hopefully not soon, but it might, that's just the way the things work, then you sort of get the question going, maybe we went too hard too quick, I don't know. But as it stands right now, I'm very happy with Star Wars, and I'm very happy with Rogue One. It, it, it's interesting about the, um, is the quality going to dip? Uh, because when you listen to the the actors and the directors of these newer films, they all talk about how um, Star Wars is essentially a legacy that they are carrying on, and they treat it like it's a Bible. Like, they have mm. to show so much reverence for it, and they want to be 
you know, so careful and so true to the spirit of it. And I have a lot of faith, you know, now that Lucas doesn't have control um, <laughs> about the, the quality of the writing. And, and a lot of it is just going to be pretty good, you know, from here on out. And even the cartoons are amazing. So I have a lot of faith. Well, it's also that if you compare it to when the original movies came out and the amount of tat that came out surrounding uh, things like the uh, the droids and Ewoks TV shows, which I know some people have nostalgia for them, some people like them, fair enough. I don't think they stand up particularly well. Um, yeah, things like that that came out around that time that were fairly blatant cash grabs and if you compare the quality of stuff that came out then to the quality of stuff that's around now i think we're doing pretty well i remember uh when we did our force awakens review i said that uh, although I, I i loved it i didn't feel like it was it was my star wars uh this film was like coming home to me this was this was getting to go back to the original saga and see it the original trilogy and see it in a new, in it from a new side and a new angle and this this like I said it, it it felt more like a war movie than a Star Wars movie but I I you know I I said it felt like I was coming home this this was my Star Wars this was this was my childhood getting to go back and and revisit that universe and I absolutely loved it um like I said I I, I my biggest complaint is I couldn't get behind the villain. You know, I'm 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 sorry, but wanting your your face up on the employee of the month wall just does not make you a compelling villain. Uh, but other than that, like I said, I I absolutely love this film, and uh, I am going to I'm going to it's it's going to be a first day Blu-ray purchase for me, uh, definitely. So I am definitely I definitely love this film, and I am looking forward to the future of uh, of the Star Wars saga. I like I said I. Just, just that that trip to Disney Hollywood just energized me, man. I don't know, like, like I said earlier, you know it's all fake as hell. You know it's all people in costumes and animatronics, but you just you look at that and you just become a believer. So, yeah. So I'm 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 hopeful about the future of Star Wars. But that's all the time that we have for Nerd of the Third Power this week. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Uh, when we come back next week, we will bring back Ask a Geek and Random Topic of the Week, so it'll be business as usual again. And, uh, you know, we'll give you updates on the on the website and the other stuff as it comes. So thank you again for, for, for joining us again. Sorry that we were gone so long, but we're back. And uh, we're going we're gonna to keep pushing forward. So thanks again for tuning in, as always. I'm Dr. Gonzo. I'm the cat. I'm Skyblaze. And I'm Brian, and I'm with the Force, and the Force is with you. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Thank you as always for tuning in. Taka, play us out. <laughs> <laughs>